For leaving the yard, Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. We welcome you into our little uh, our little slice of heaven. Our little slice of heaven. Yeah, we, we've lost an angel, but we're still uh, <laughs> still heavenly around here. Uh, we lost an angel. Well, one of our oh, workers not an angel. To, uh, well, yeah, angel. <laughs> she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. Flew she the coop is what she, she was Yeah. <laughs> she might have needed a broom, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think she could fly without the broom, I'll be honest with you. Either way. Then she was an angel. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway. But we'll have those details later. Those aren't ready to publicize. Oh, they're not? We can't publicize I don't think them. so. I don't think so. Well, where's the... A decor. There's there a, is in radio. Oh, Since yeah. when? <laughs> I don't know. We've been doing this for twenty years. How many times have we actually observed decor? Know. You're talking to a man who got fired on the toilet. For, <laughs> so it was I, your best moment. <laughs> I told you before. I felt very much like Elvis. If I gotta go, <laughs> why not right here? Why not right here. So. Either way. Yep. So. Uh, it's, it is a little slice of heaven today in here. I've, I've got to go to a, a faculty meeting, and uh, those those really pep me up. I, nothing peps me up like a good faculty meeting. All right. So, well, you're peppy about it today. Yeah. I made the decision a week ago when they presented. We had this mandatory faculty meeting, four o'clock. It's going to take an hour. Yeah. So you so I, needed to figure out an alternative. I said. Can't be there for an hour. I'll have can't be there for an hour and be here for five o'clock. It'd be just like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Only even better because yeah. it would just be dead air. Yeah. Uh, so I said, no, I can't do that. So you being the adult in the room. No, no, I was actually by myself in the room. There was nobody in the room when I was emailing. As I said, you were the adult in the room. <laughs> said, I'll go to the alternative time because you're kind of an alternative kind of guy. I didn't say I'd go to an alternative time. I said I don't have. There's no way I can be there for the full hour. I'm going to leave at 4:45 to be over at the radio yeah. station. Yeah. And the response back was, "Well, then we need to find you an alternative yeah. time." And I went, "Well, fine. If that's what's going to." So I'm up and there early tomorrow morning yes. for the alternative time. Yes, because you're Mr. Alternative for this hour-long meeting. That, by the way, lasted how long today? About half that. Yeah. 31 minutes. Yeah. So if they had set up front, eh, it's going to be about a half hour meeting. I would have gone today. I'd have been here in time. I wouldn't have had to get up an hour early next uh, tomorrow morning and go up and sit for this 30 minute meeting at seven o'clock in the morning. Do you just come on here to complain about your real job? I just told you I how. I about my whole life most how, of the time. How <laughs> was from the meeting. Yeah, well, you should be. You don't have to get up in the morning. We've got safety now that we didn't have before. Oh, jeez. Whatever. And film. We're going to be protected by film. Film? Yeah, they're putting film on the glass. Film? Yeah, so if an outside so intruder... So fingerprints on the film? 
No, no, no. If there's outside intruders, we're covering our, our, our exposed glass with film. <laughs> really? Yeah. This sounds like when you got fired on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Exposed glass. I then. feel a little safer. <laughs> I feel a little safer knowing that they're going to put a, a coat of film onto the glass that yeah. separates me from the intruder. Yeah. You know, I don't want to make light of safety issues in school because we no, know all the big deal. We know all the horrible stuff that have happened yes. in in places across the country as well as the state. However, however, we tend to, in the good old U.S. of A., move quickly to the extreme before we come back to the sanity. We move to the extreme. Are we still taking our shoes off the airport? We, we come back to sanity. We're still taking our shoes off the airport. Well, I am. Yeah. Are we still uh, having to deal with that uh, plastic at the top of my Tylenol bottle because of that guy? <laughs> How many years ago was the Tylenol guy? Thirty. Yeah. yeah. Thirty years ago. Yeah. We don't ever dial it back. We just dial it forward. No, we don't. And we, then somebody makes a lot of money off of it. We tend to dial it back, but it's no. incrementally. We go hurriedly into insanity yes. and, and then, then we incrementally we, come back. We respond to fear by spending money and making someone rich. Is yeah. what we do. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's going on. Uh, that's the story. First moral of that story is just go to the meeting as scheduled. It ain't going to last an hour anyway. The end. Well, sometimes I like to tell people things are going to last an hour, and they they don't last that long anyway, like I said. Like this show today. It's going to last the full friggin' hour, yes. Is it? Or like 58? 57 minutes. 57, we're out, we're done. But that's actually what it is every day. Yeah. It's not, we're not soon, we're not, we're not, we're telling you, you, hey, maybe less than an hour. We're telling you to get an hour of leaving the yard. if I, if I knock out the uh, the PSAs in the middle of the show, it's not even that. <laughs> it's about fifty minutes worth. So that's what you get. I'm just saying, we're just as guilty of it. We tell people you're no. going to get an hour of sports talk, and sometimes you just no. get some BS. No, well that's true. That's just, <laughs> I never I never promise I never promise anything that we're going to deliver. Never do. I never promise like oh this is going to be this. Day. We should do that. We should cut a promise. We promise to deliver to you. No. And then tell them what we're going to give them. I'm not promising anything. Although tomorrow, Marie Stone's coming on. Oh. I can promise, promise you that. You well, promise? I'm not promising. I'll take that back. She may be out there fishing. The fish start biting. And... She's a guest, and you never know with guests if they're going to show up yeah. when they say or if so they Marie's coming in? Supposedly. I'm looking forward to that. I always enjoy having yeah. Stone on with and, us. And see, here was our deal. Remember I told you last week, I was talking to Ben Baby. Yeah. If you don't know who Ben Baby is, he is a... Beat writer. Was a beat writer for the Dallas Morning News, I think. Wasn't Back it? in the day. Yeah. And then he has moved to ESPN and works in the Cincinnati market. Yes. That's so his. The, the professional sports center in Cincinnati is right. his beat. He popped up when you remember the, uh, the guy fell out on the field this year. Yes. That was Ben Baby's beat. Yes, so it was. he was right on top of that. Yes. Yeah. And I reached out to him, and we kind of exchanged back and yeah. forth after that. history. We've had him on the air before. He married a former Texarkana girl. Yes, Heather Ellis. And so you Heather and Baby, Baby are, are tight. What? The baby? Heather know. Baby. Oh, Heather Baby. Yes. Yeah. And so we've, we've got a little we got a little history. Yeah. We've had him on the show before. 
I reached out to him a week ago. He said, busy week, free agency starting. Yeah. Going to have to probably be on some local shows. Reach out to me next week. Well, I did, and he, he delayed a day or two responding. Well, and when he did... He's No, I know. Busy. Oh, I'm not saying he's not, but I, I gave him two choices on times and days. I gave him Wednesday at 5.30 or Thursday at 5.30, and he waited and he waited and he waited. And by then... You filled up one of Tamu T had already responded. Maurice Stone's going to be there Thursday at 5.30. So when Ben Baby reached back out last night and went, yeah, I can be there tomorrow. I'll be on the air with you tomorrow at 5.30. Too late. He said... Slot's already filled. Yep. Maybe next time. Maybe next time, Ben Baby. I big babied Ben Baby. You're a big baby? I big babied him. I'm like, no. I'm not going to big dog him. Big babied him. I big babied Ben Baby. Like, we, it's, we're too big. We already filled. That, we filled our spot. I always get confused. That's Glenn Davis. Yeah, Glenn big Davis. Big. Or was he? Who which one was Big Dog? Big Dog. Glenn Robinson. Glenn Robinson. Yeah. I get my Glenn's confused. Yeah. So Glenn Robinson was the big dog. Yes. And Glenn Davis. Davis yeah. was Big Baby. Yeah. All right. Got well, it down there. Today I'm Big Baby. I'm Big Baby Ben Baby. Now, was Big Baby involved in the Mavs draft? Did they draft him and then swap him for Dirk? No. Who did? Who was that? That was the... Uh, Tractor uh, Trailer. Tra- yeah, that's Tractor right. Trailer. Robert Trailer. Yeah. Yes. That's a, a big trailer. Yeah. Well, I like the fact that back in those days we had these cool nicknames Yeah, for college players. Now we've got this guy, Andre Johnson. Was that the guy's name that almost broke Mary's? His record? Oh, Jesus. Yes. He's just whiny baby. <laughs> I got another term for it, but I don't know if you can say He's it. Just I don't know if you can whiny. say it. Oh, they discriminated against me because they didn't want Pete's record broke, and they didn't invite my 14 and 19 team to any postseason tournaments. All right, so understand the story. Guy from Detroit Mercy, who's been sneaking up on the all-time college scoring yes. record of Pete Maravich set back in the 60s. Oh, just at LSU. Yeah, at LSU. And it's kind of gotten into the national story yeah. back in January yeah, when he was getting close. It looked like it was going to be a deal that he was going to break Pete's records, a record for 50 years yeah, plus. It's been around 50 years. That's newsworthy, even yeah. if you're at Detroit Mercy, which is a faux Division One school. I mean, it's a faux Division One school. Uh, uh, Jeff and I were talking the other day when we were walking about, you know, East Texas State Commerce is Division One now. Okay. Tarleton's Division One. Okay. Well, they have these two levels of Division One. Yeah. There's real Division One, and then there's faux. Detroit Mercy is faux Division One. Where's A&M Commerce? Faux. Where's Tarleton? Faux. That's three foes. There's a bunch you of got another there. one. There's a bunch of them out there that aren't really <laughs> Division One, but because. We've now expanded who can call themselves Division sure. One. You got a bunch of people calling themselves D One. Yes, that don't meet the same criteria as the Power Five schools meet. Okay, and so don't confuse Detroit Mercy with LSU. Well, I'm not, but he's playing basketball. He's playing basketball he's at a so-called points. Division One school, and he's sneaking up on Pete. And he does, and it looked like, for all intents and purposes, he was going to pass him. So they got down to the final regular season game, or was it their tournament game? I think they had the I conference tournament game. I don't know. He gets in there, 
And they really, because they have a losing record, they need to win their yeah. conference tournament or they're not to getting To be even considered in. for like the NIT. I mean, let's face it. We've got the NCAA. Yes. And the NIT. Which is the faux NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. They're, they were, they're the old NCAA. Yeah. Back in the day, they were all that before the NCAA stole their thunder there. Well, they marketed better. The NIT <laughs> got themselves married to Madison Square Garden they and did. never figured out. Never figured it out. No. And now they don't even go there anymore. They go to Vegas. That's right. With everybody else. They're, they're too late. They figured it out. Oh, that's it. This guy's on a 14 and 19 team, and when he his team didn't get invited to a postseason tournament, which means the NCAA or the NIT. Neither one yeah. thought their team was worthy. Now, yeah. he's three points short, yeah. I think, of Pete. So he needs one more game, or yeah. to be honest with you, well, in the actual it's last only game. like a half dozen points short the last Going game. Going into that game. Yeah. He had a terrible last game, and he ended up with uh, three points short. So now the story was, will Detroit Mercy get a bid to anything and give him one more and game? They don't because they're not deserving. And he cries wolf or whatever and says, well, they want, didn't want me to make Pete's record. Who the hell and the, are they? And the reason why is he's saying he's a black man. And the NCAA well, didn't want the white guy Maravich's record to be broken, so none of the conference po- or none of the postseason tournaments invited Detroit Mercy, so they could preserve the record in Maravich's hands. Fourteen and nineteen, Detroit Mercy. Yeah, and and, let, and we'll do this part because there's parts of. And it's this. not like they're the eighth place team in a major conference. No, no, they're, they're a team with a losing record. In a, in a bad, bad conference, who's not really Division One. And if you want to make the full-on argument, I don't know how many games Pete played. Three years? Yeah. And he didn't get any tournaments like this that they were playing in. I think he made one NCAA, NCAA tournament. tournament. Yeah. So, in effect, he probably did it in 60-odd games. Our, our young man from Detroit Mercy, is he on his fourth season or fifth? I don't Cause know. Because with COVID, I think he may have gotten an extra something. I don't something. know. Because I hadn't. I haven't thought about enough to scrutinize that until I see this come across the scroll yesterday that he's just being whiny, baby. Yeah. Well, he had 33 games this year, which I'm going to guess is probably, if not close to a third of the number that Pete got in his career already, he had 33 of them this year and walked into the final game and had a chance to break the record With and a, didn't. a three-point line and everything. And then we could have the debate about is his record legit in comparison to Pete's for the number of games he played. But the reality is going to be he's the he would have been the yeah, career scoring. Which is fine. Which is fine. All end. records you expect to be broken right. sometimes. Guys get hurt. They don't play as many games. He would have been the guy. But he didn't get it, and now he's trying to have his 15 minutes after the fact, yeah. which well, is unfortunate. We come back. We need to talk about oh. a guy who was hurt. Uh-oh. And still play. I know where this is going. What you talking about? Um, I know. I know where this is going. 16 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079. We'll take a break. We're coming right back. Uh, 20 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 1079 uh, 903 is our number here in the studio. Of course, it is the 
Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. Now, we, we teased right before the break that uh, we lost a legend. Uh, Are we going back to the, uh, yeah, we're gonna, the angel? No, no. No, we're, not no, that legend. We're, we're, we lost a legend uh, yesterday. Yes. Um, one of the big moments in sports in my lifetime that is referenced all the time now. And it has a lot to do with the timing in the New York media and all. Um, but yesterday we lost Willis Reed. Yes, we did. I thought he was older than 80. It, 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 that makes me feel old. Prim- I, thought, I thought he was older. In his prime, he wasn't moving too good. <laughs> well, I know, but I, it felt like he was older than that to me. Yeah, because that night when he walked out on the floor, <laughs> he looked 100. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, it did. It feels like that's a weird sensation because a guy was a lot older is closer to my age than I anticipated. That's a yeah. little weird. Well, one, um, this is a reminder, the New York Knicks, once upon a time, Won an NBA championship. Yes, they did. Been a long time since 1970. And it took a little bit of a miracle for them to win. Now, they had a great ball club. You know, Bill Bradley, Dave DeBusher, uh, Walt Frazier. Was Monroe on the team? I didn't think he was he on the team. He wouldn't come on until after yeah, 71. After, yeah, because he was still with the bull- yeah. Bullets. He was with the Baltimore Bullets. Yeah, so. yeah. But Reed was on that team. I'm trying to remember who's the other guard. Who's the other starting guard on that team? Oh, no. I, I don't remember. But anyway, um, they had a good ball club. Uh, Van Arnsdale? Maybe. Maybe one of the Van Arnsdale brothers. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The twins. It's <laughs> somebody like that. Which, if you've never Googled those two, check their career yeah, stats. Yeah, go ahead. It's mind-boggling. Yes. It's really mind-boggling, their career stats, how yeah. close they are to each other. But all that said, um, they won a uh, NBA title because in a decisive final game, Reed plays hurt. And against against a Los Angeles yeah, team the Lakers, that they really had yeah. no business beating. Yeah, they had no reason beating. But the Lakers had a tendency to choke it off back then. You think? And so even though it wasn't the Celtics at that particular time, uh, the Lakers typically found a way to lose a championship series back in the day. But Reed inspired his team by basically playing on one leg that night. Yeah, he got hurt in the game before. Yeah, the game before. And unlike uh, Jabbar, where he says, I can't play, uh, kids, you got to get out there and make it happen. magic in, yeah. in 80. Yeah. He goes, and is this 69, 70? What, what are we? 70. 70. And uh, so, but the fact that to this day, people still use the term, he's going to play. Reed or sure. she's going to pull Willis Reed that that became the moment of playing hurt and inspiring your team by going out there and giving it what you could give it at less than 100%. Uh, and, and this has become mythical yeah. in 50 years because the reality is he drugged that leg up and down the court the first time, hit a shot. Yeah. Came back down the second time. I think he had a shot the second time yeah. as well. I think he had five points, and he was done. He was done. He didn't play anymore. No. It's like Gibby's homer. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. That's as close as I know to an analogy of it, of no. inspiring, but Gibby closed it out. Reed started it. No, that's right. But his that's inspiration 
uh, of coming out and running up and down the floor a couple times. And it, he was literally crippled by the injury. And so uh, he gets up and down the floor a couple times. He inspires his team. And so just like the way we use the word pip with Wally Pip, yeah, it's kind of when we say someone pulls a Willis Reed, he, he gets it up enough to inspire his team. Not carry him, no. but inspire his team. Yeah. And uh, I just want young people, when you hear that reference, and by young, I mean the 40 and 50-year-olds that listen to us. <laughs> you, you're not thinking about a former Ranger pitcher that had that same kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah, Wasn't that your guy? Yeah, yeah. He, he was a, a Willis Reed yeah. wannabe, right? Yeah, every time uh was trying to ball, he looked the other direction. <laughs> like a catcher at, uh, down there at, uh, oh, where was the catcher from? Uh, not Jasper. Or was she for center? The center catcher. Oh, is that what yeah. she? <laughs> <laughs> you made the reference now. You're going to yeah. have to talk about well, stupid things. Jordan Angel called us during the break to talk about a play that I guess happened last night or last Friday night. Uh, Jason Hopkins had already posted it, so I had already seen it. Of a young lady from Carthage who ran outside the base pass, should have been called Softball out. Softball game, right? Yeah. Came around, was on second, came around third, barreling for home. Yeah. Catcher's got the ball by the time she gets there. Yeah, there's a run in front of her that clearly doesn't have, there's not going to be a play at the plate. Right. But this one, there's a play at the plate. Yeah. And uh, she, in my opinion, runs out of the base path. To avoid it, the tag. To avoid the tag. And when she comes back, <laughs> she, she confuses the catcher. Light of hand. (laughs) And the catcher turns and looks at first base and she steps on the plate and I'm telling you what. There there are say what you want. It's a goofy, crazy play. The kid probably should have been and I hope the catcher gets the ten grand. Oh. I'm I'm my my the catcher's mom's video and my place of being impressed is A the catcher did a great job of holding her ground. Yeah. Like you got to come to me. I've got the plate. You got to come to yeah. me. I'm not chasing you around to get you. You got to come here. But, everything right. And then she's the punchline though because because the other little girl is quicker yeah. of mind to be able to like that go. And I do this like my, my kids were little. My kids were little, and they were in the middle of something. I could be yelling, "Oh my God, there's Barney!" And yeah. so they turn, "Barney, where?" Boom, there's your thing. Yeah. I think she Barneyed that girl. Yeah. Yeah. There's Barney, or probably said something like, "There's Harry Styles." Yeah. The kid turns around, boom, I touch home plate. I'm sure I'm that's who Harry Styles. Softball catchers are all into Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. All right, Taylor Swift. You want uh, that instead? Whatever. I'm just. She's saying you went a different direction there. You didn't mean into Swifties. I just, honestly, this girl is Swift. I'm just, <laughs> I just hate it for a girl that because this video should end up on America's Funniest. Yes, videos. it's great. The catcher will get ten grand. Yes, but instead it's going to end up on that MTV show ridiculousness, <laughs> and the stupid girl is just going to giggle at her at her as if she's some Einstein, and uh, she was. No, I'm talking about the, the catcher. Oh, oh, no, 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 I know this. If I'm around that girl from Carthage, I'm holding on to my wallet. Yeah, I don't trust She's her. She's a little too quick. 
That's magic what, is what you did. Magic. Remember when told us years ago, we asked him about, did he play football with Mike Minton at Pitt? Yeah. <laughs> we just that clip. <laughs> that clip where it's a, that guy lives in Texarkana? <laughs> we go, yeah. He goes, we keep you on your butt. TD knew what he was speaking of. And he laughed his butt off about it. All right, we got to take a break. It's 28 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan 1079. Quick break, we'll come right back. You stick around. Twenty-eight minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor, and on the fan one zero seven nine. Spring is upon us. Woohoo! Well, it didn't feel like it, it even though it did kind of warm up today, yeah, which I'm proud warm. for. Yes, the yeah. sun never came up. No sun. Warm. Yeah, but uh, I mean it's out, but the clouds are up. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, spring training baseball. Oh, have you? Yeah, I watch a lot of that. Why? Something to do in the afternoon when it's cold and wet and rainy. Really? Yeah. Since I can't go outside. I... You, you doing a little gambling on that? No, uh-huh. no, no. I, you know, I told you, Boston <laughs> told me that uh, he was over at the sports book for the NCAA. And yeah. They handed him a sheet with possible bets and MLB preseasons on there. There is no way ever, ever. I'm not betting on, bet on that. The World Series. I'm sure not. Betting on preseason. Come Jeez, on, whatever. You you as locked in as you are about uh, spring training now. Yeah. you ought to have some inside information. Well, that's a news story I didn't see coming. Oh, what's that? Um, our our Hulk correspondent over at Arkansas High. Yeah, uh, Matt Riddle. The Matt Riddle. Yeah, the Matt Riddle. You know, I'm I'm kidding about the fact that he didn't get a new episode of Hulk pin up on that. Uh, the internet this week calls Arkansas High's on spring break, so he didn't he didn't bother doing anything. There's nothing to do. Well, yeah, they're still playing games. Well, that's true. Did he, he didn't do the game last night, did he? I don't think so. But anyway, this is uh, they're this back is, on next Tuesday. This though. is breaking news. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the softball coach, Coach Trees. Yeah. Broke nose Saturday. No the game. What? Yeah. Her visit Saturday night after no way sitting it on the field during the game foul ball getter uh, had to be I guess I don't know he didn't give details I'm this. always worried about about coaches we were at Pittsburgh last night for the LE baseball game I am always worried about coaches where there's small foul areas yeah. how quickly the ball can come on you we're gonna have Marie Stone on tomorrow yeah and she's one sits on the bucket outside the dugout yeah. And you're just worried to death. You, there's no way you're getting out of the way if a ball's come screaming at you off the bat of a right-hander where the Eagles are sitting on that first-base dugout. You're, you're done. What are you going to do? Cat quick reactions. Kick the bucket. That's what you're going to do. Like you kick over the bucket. Evan Longoria deal where he reaches up and grabs yeah. it right before it hits the female right. reporter. Oh, that's real. What are you talking about? 
I think that was staged. I'm pretty sure, but either one. So she ended up with a <laughs> broken okay. nose. Now who said it on she the field? An inning. I want to know who said it on the field. I don't know. That's the part that matters to me. That's well, our when we get our maybe we'll call and tell us the whole story. Co- a potential doctor. We'll give us a call and tell us the story of the coach's nose. That's always to broke. me one of the. Uh, that sound setting that nose back. Mm-mm. Nope. You know the great Larry Zonka broke his nose three or four times. But Easily. My, but my favorite story of how he broke it, I think it was in middle school, uh, and uh, he came into the locker room, put his shirt on top of the locker, and there was a breeze in the locker room, and so he was afraid the shirt was going to blow off. So he reaches over and gets a brick and, <laughs> and puts it on top of the shirt so the shirt doesn't blow off the top of his locker. And, you know, it used to be a lot of open-air locker rooms. Well, sure. They had those schoolhouse yeah, windows yeah. and Breeze tries to keep the funk out of there. So anyway, he comes in, showers off, practice over. He's getting dressed. Reaches his jersey and his shirt. Yanks his shirt down. <laughs> and then the brick that he put up there to keep the shirt from flying off <laughs> comes down and breaks his nose. Now, Zolk was not an attractive man. No, had, well, after you break your nose three or four times, <laughs> you're not going to be. <laughs> but when they're self-inflicted like that, you got to take a little bit of the blame for it. See, I'm worried about Coach Treese now. Yeah. I mean, well, this could be a game changer. Yeah, because I don't she, know. She starts this breaking that nose. Sometimes her hot side is when she goes to the number. the number is. You don't know what the number What's the number over there? 903-735-9905. 903-735-9905. All right, I'll send that to him and maybe he'll. He should be listening. He's been on the show enough Three, times. He should seven three five nine nine zero five. For gosh sakes, he's been yeah. on the show enough times to know the number. I have Texas to him, so maybe he'll. He's going to call. Inside story of this. Yeah. Why would you have an episode dedicated to just that? Uh, I think for his own personal safety. Yeah. <laughs> that may be why. Oh, oh, it's busy, so I guess the phones aren't working today. My phone's not busy. He says it's busy. He dialed wrong. Working he again dialed here. wrong. 903. 735. Seven, oh, 735. I, I said 739. Oh, for God's You don't even know the number. Well, I'm glad he didn't disturb whoever <laughs> 735. Well, I don't do phones anymore. 9905. 9905. We'll send in... He's going to call in now. i got to deal with Riddle now. This is going to be well, good. Well, obviously we've riddled him too much. We can't get the right number. <laughs> Not we. Here he is now. Yeah. So, I can't believe we didn't do a whole episode of the hog pen on this occurrence. What are you doing, Riddle? <laughs> What's up? Now, uh, now, first of all, we got to know what exactly was the cause. First and foremost. That was my second question. Yeah, before. We make light of this. Is she, she okay? She just said no. She's not all right. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so does, well, does got, it hurt? She's got two black eyes. <laughs> She's got two black eyes now. Uh, nice. Oh, yeah. she got two black eyes. All right. Nickname's Rocky now, right? Yeah, whatever. What happened? <laughs> all right, so she was sitting on the bucket. Uh, I knew it. 
they were playing at Kelly Field uh, out there in Hope. I don't know if y'all been out there before, but the dugouts are really close, and I the do. opening to the dugouts are right there at first base. Well, she was sitting on the bucket talking to the interpreter on their team, and third baseman overthrows first in warm-ups to start the game, <sighs> and she takes a shot right to the nose. So her own team player did this? <laughs> Her own third yeah. baseman. Her own third baseman got her. I got her. Did it? And McKnight got her. McKnight got her. Wow. Yeah, and y'all know McKnight. She's got a pretty strong arm. Yeah, no, that wasn't a. It wasn't a, a baby toss out there. She got her. Oh, if she got her flush on the so, nose. Once again, sports. She's been McKnighted. <laughs> Now, is she a bleeder? Usually with a broken nose, you got a lot of blood. So she really didn't actually have a lot of blood coming out of it. It actually hit her glasses. Okay. And so uh, when it hit her glasses, the nose piece actually broke off and kind of gassed her a little bit on the top of her nose. Okay. But uh, so I saw it, and I took off running out there after her, and she fell to the ground and tried to get her to look up. And, you know, of course, she was in pain. Well, she finally... I finally got her to pick her head up so I could see it, and then there was blood rolling around for a little bit. And, and then, then you passed out. Her nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He fell out when he saw a little blood. <laughs> but no, her, her nose made a Z. And so, uh, luckily... And reset the nose. No, so luckily, actually, three of her ball players' mothers are nurse practitioners and doctors. Wow! So I waved at them, and they come and ran out on the field. And uh, it was actually Lake and McKnight's mom was one of them. <laughs> um, and the first baseman, Laney, her mom was one of them. And then Anaya Arnold's mom came out, and she's the one that actually reset her nose on the field. Yeah, but you knew Pretty much. I was behind her trying to keep her from falling back, and they were, I think she was squeezing a fool out of their hand. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so you need the other two to restrain her while the uh, one put it back in place. Oh. Exactly. But then they end up getting it reset and put some, uh, what are they, butterfly yeah, bandages yeah. over it. And heck, she went out there and coached third base right after she got it reset. And then she came back in the dugout and. You could tell she was in some pain. It looked like she was about to pass out, and I finally talked her in to let me take her to the emergency room. Well, aren't you a hero there after the fact? <laughs> now, I want to know, did, you, you got three nurses, doctors, whatever. How much, what, what was the bill for that? You got three healthcare professionals. Well, she's right here next to me. We'll see what she says on this. How much was the bill? Zero. <laughs> Good for her. That's a McKnight Cottage industry. Causes the injury, and the mom charges <laughs> to fix it. I like well, it. I'm and we hope she recovers fully. Uh, does she have any uh, conference games this week that she has to deal with? They have nothing uh, this week. They're actually off all week for spring break, and they will start back, uh, uh, Monday. Today. I'm at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Just took off for practice. All right. Just want to make sure. She, she gets well soon, and we hate to hear about this setback, but I still don't know why you didn't have a Halton episode this week. No story. No, that is the story. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, how about this? I'll do a Hogpen podcast this week just for y'all. 
Yeah. Well, it needs to be this this whole story about the nose. Yeah. In fact, that's what I call I, it. I, that's what I call it. Out by a nose. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> I can't <believe> <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. They, uh, man, I've watched a lot of them this year, and they've got they've got a good set of guys, and they've got some dudes out there that can play. Now what about this uh, this picture that doesn't speak English? Jonathan Garcia, yeah. Venezuela. Yeah, what they said uh, whenever they talk to him, he just gives a head nod. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> He does nods and says, sure. Okay, I think that's all they said he does. Okay, they asked him when he first got there if he played baseball, and he said, yeah. And they said, what do you do? He said, pitch. And that's all he said. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was right. Yeah. Well, good yeah, he, he, he probably throws mid-80s, too. I mean, he's he's pretty solid pitcher. So uh, is he a foreign exchange student that's uh, going to hang around for just a year? Is he no, back next he year? Actually, he actually moved here. Okay. So he actually lives here in Canada now. Well, what grade's he in? He is a junior. Oh, so I got another year with siblings. <laughs> I hope so. He's a, he's a solid ball player. He can play outfield as well. <laughs> well, excellent stuff. We may start a pipeline out of this World Baseball Classic right here. Still getting your baseball player from Broken Bay. Exactly. Hey, I'm trying to get him on American Legion, so. Oh, I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. You know it. I saw that no more than Trees saw that ball coming in the face. All right, man. There you go. We got to let you go, Riddle. Appreciate you calling in. All right, see y'all. All right, bye. There you go. Voice of the Razorbacks, Matt Riddle. Arkansas High Razorbacks. As we said, the young uh, number six in the state now. That's pretty impressive. That's extremely impressive. A little off the radar to begin the year, but uh, well, they've got probably the best player in the state, which no helps. Having Ty Wade, Ryan Wardlaw, who I, when I did the games a couple of years ago, is a great talent. It's he's not certainly Ty Wade, but he is a great number two. And you know they had to replace some speed in the outfield, but uh, you pick up a uh, a young man like the pitcher you just mentioned to add in the rotation. It's a big help. I haven't well, got a chance to see. With him, some oh, have they? Either way, uh, as a a guy that's a number two, I don't really like that term. (laughs) Is what it is, just telling you, yeah, like Jean Luc Picard would say, uh, you know, like uh, Tony, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna take a break, we'll come right back, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan 1079, it's about 14 till six. We are back. It's 11 till 6. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. 20-plus years. About 20 years plus. of doing this mess together. But you know who's Almost. been doing something like this much longer than us? Much longer than us? Yes. Much longer. Yes, much longer. Well, probably who's, Patrick. Who's I mean, in, he's who's in the long. news today? The, uh, the voice of the Texas Rangers. Ah. Eric Nadell. Yeah been doing that gig since 1979 gosh it's the start of the season that's he, i don't uh, like to hear that 
announcement today that uh, he's dealing with some anxiety, insomnia, and depression. Really? And uh, so he's going to take a few weeks off, and uh, Matt Hicks and uh, Jared Sandler are going to cover that beat for the Rangers. Well, I hate to hear that. Um, now, how old is Eric? Um, he's already Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, he's already been put in a couple different Hall of Fames. So uh, 71. 71. Why does he keep doing it? He's 71. Um, be done already. If there's anybody that probably gets a pass for mental health issues because of their job, I got to thank Eric Nadell. <laughs> he, he probably should be eligible for some type of disability just from the stress yes. and anxiety caused by his job. There's air traffic controllers, yeah, and then there's the voice of the ranger. <laughs> Is so. there really that much stress, though? I mean, you think about it. It's not like they're in a pennant race where these games are nail biters. It's usually over pretty early. You're just coasting. <laughs> By about June, you're coasting to the finish line. Well, there's 2011. Well, I <laughs> for many people, that would be considered PTSD. And I, I, get, and I get that. Yeah. That that was probably an extreme and disappointing and yeah. frustrating. If you're a guy who's been the voice well, of a thing forever, if you've been the announcer for the biggest losing team for the last 50 years, and you've been on the beat since '79, and the one time it looked like maybe they had figured it out, yeah. they find another level and a way to lose. <laughs> See, that would be traumatic. I, I get that. That's one reason I, I was so happy for the fact that, that our buddy Al Hanna yeah, got, got a state championship got broadcast yeah, that got he got to call. Baseball and football. Yes. Both. But football yeah. was the thing yeah, for him. But baseball, baseball, I think, was just as important. I think he loved it just as much. But the fact that he got to do those yes. and get those wins, and yes. we're to call them, and then you end up, you're yes. one shot to get there and your team loses. You go back on, all right, well, yeah. that hopefully we'll come back and do that again. Yeah. With the reality that it's not as easy as as it looks, and it doesn't look easy, but it's certainly not that easy to yeah, get. Well, anybody that's ever called the last out in the state championship game will tell you it's not easy. All right, that's how you're going to be again. <laughs> again, that's how you're going to be. Forever, that's how. You're gonna be. For Ranger fans, is Eric Nadell is going to. And so I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my question originally. Why? At, at 71 years old, why continue to do that if you're having stress and you're having anxiety? And, and I'm not going to assume here, is it the job that's giving you that? It's the start of the season, the travel, the whatever, the preparation, the hours? Because this isn't easy. Well, it's funny you bring it up at 71 because uh, a guy who turned 71 today, another broadcaster, uh, caught some flack last year in the postseason, Bob Costas. Yes, he did. Turned 71 today. Yes, he And uh, people are like, why is Bob still doing this? Yeah, and Bob was one of the premier guys to ever no question call any sporting no event, question. in my opinion. And uh, so, I don't know when. When are you done? You're how old now? Not seventy one. <laughs> but I'll say, what age, wait, wait, are you not kicking off the These, these two guys are in different spectrums of this, though. Nadell's a guy who's attached to a club and he's 162-ish games a year, whatever he takes off and Matt and the others do theirs. But the reality is you're attached to this and your job is going to be full-time from April 1st until, well, there won't be until the playoffs are over, but until the the regular season's over for the Rangers. Costas is a guy who's done everything at every level, every sport. to me more difficult to come in and call a game or a series of guys you haven't called all year and and that to me 
on both fronts, I ask, why would you keep doing it? Now, Costas, of course, we've talked about this a couple weeks ago. He came back and, and really said, I went back and watched and, and listened to that broadcast of the, was it playoff game, yeah. World Series, whatever it was that he was doing, and he got the, the flack for because they didn't feel like he was on his game. What was it? it was the NFL playoff game a while back. The, uh, I don't remember. I thought it was baseball back in the postseason baseball. But either no, way. it was because he was the, the field goal at the end he was kind oh. of nonchalanting on. I think it was uh, whatever, first round or second round playoff game. And he was talking about something else as the game came to a draw. We can't even keep up with what it was. Well, that's, so. that's what it was. So anyway. So we're past our problem. No, there's no question. <laughs> but, but for Costas, I don't quite get – you've done everything at the highest level. Why come back to, as you said, one of the hardest things is to prepare for a game for teams you've never seen or you haven't been calling regularly, and now you've got to go in and try to do that again. Why even bother? You don't need the money. You just at 71 need to be relevant still. And I'm not dogging out his broadcast. I didn't hear the game, and I don't care that much. But at 71, if you're doing piecemeal work like that, why keep bothering? Well, let me give you a reason. Oh, here's how much they paid him. All right. Uh, no. <clears throat> Tell me how Michaels makes. Because well, that's Al's, different. Al's what? 100. He's 80s. He's 81, 82. Well, that's different, though. Al's making fifteen million. Yeah, no, and it's different. If Al's got a regular gig every week, he's calling the game. But if you're Costas, do you think you're as good as Al Michaels? I don't think you care. No, I think you do. Why? Well, you always compare yourself to other. I people. don't think at that level do you really compare yourself. I, I think I you don't, do. Oh. I think people naturally in the world of sports feel a sense of competitiveness and want to be better than those who do what they do. I think they're so caught up in where they are, games to prepare for, stuff they've got to do. They're probably in demand an awful well, lot. They meet with players and coaches the week leading up to Do you have time to worry about what the other guys doing? If that's the case, why did Troy Aikman react the way he did to Romo's salary? Troy Aikman is, okay, this is going to sound weird. That's not Troy Aikman's career. It's his second job, his second career that Which he had do you done. Think he's going to make he's, more money. He's in. going to make more money in broadcasting. But and 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 you're asking him about a guy who had the same job he had before, just like Troy did, has been doing the second job longer, and Romo got the big check first. Yeah, I can see that's been and, and that's a competitive Fox for the next fifteen twenty years, but. When Romo got the big money, what did that's such a unique situation. Romo got his money, no, but that's such a unique but situation. What did Nance do when Romo got his money? He wanted his money. That's how it works. I get that, but it's a unique situation about Troy and Tony's relationship because they backstep for careers from the get go. But Michaels and Costas They're feel the like same they now. The quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys are a national voice of a network that carries a particular sport. You're in the same job. But is Costas calling a game every week? No, but he used to. He used to he, be the He guy. used to, but I'm saying he's not doing that anymore. But I bother. But I think when he saw old Al get a big check oh. and some the phone rang, he thought, I think I'll, I might go back to that. Which is why I like Dick Vitale, who said... To CBS or to ESPN, thanks, but no thanks. To CBS, he told to CBS rather. Thanks, no yeah. thanks. I work for ESPN. I don't need to call the games just because you got them this yeah. year. I'm passing. All right, yeah. we're out of time. Kirk and Company tomorrow. Uh,
for being here in the morning. Excellent. We're back tomorrow night. Maurice Stone will join us 530. You guys have a good one.